Welcome to Art Talks. I'm your host, Richard Codd, and I want to thank you for joining us here today. And we have a, a really good show lined up. In the studio will be Forrest Rogers, who's the director of the Moab Museum, and he'll be discussing the museum's newly opened uh, exhibit on the internment or forced concentration of Japanese Americans um, during World War II and in, in a number of camps around the country. And in fact, one of them was here in uh, Moab. And we'll be talking a little bit about that, but also about the art in the camps. And then we'll also talk with Moab Arts and Recreation staff about the 2024 RAP tax application process that is now underway. Uh, this will be the second year for that program. And we'll also hear from them about some upcoming programs and classes that they'll be offering in uh, March and April. And then uh, we we have this fairly unusual interview with a Russian artist and architect, Vladimir Tatlin. Um, so stay tuned for that one. But first off, I want to thank everyone uh, who attended the recently concluded Sci-Fi Festival um, in Moab. It was the fourth annual, and we had probably almost 200 people attend over the three nights. Um, it was incredible. And I again, I want to thank everyone. I thank the city for helping us with that. And uh, Maggie uh, McGuire at The Sun and Moab Happenings, thank you, everyone. And we will begin the planning for the 2025 uh, Moab Sci-Fi Film Festival. But anyway, um, first up today is uh, Forrest Rogers. As I said, he is the director of the fabulous Moab Museum, and he's going to be talking with us today about their new exhibit over at the museum. So, welcome, Forrest. Thank you, Richard. How are you today? I am well. Uh, on this very lovely uh, February day, isn't it? It's always like this in Moab, except when it isn't. <laughs> hey, so, you know, I was over at the uh, reception, um, was it last Thursday night? Yeah, uh, very nice event uh, for the new exhibit that w that is now open, and it is regarding the internment of Japanese Americans in the camps during World War II. So, um, it's a fascinating subject, and you've put together a, a terrific exhibition, so please, tell us about it, and I, I want to focus on the art that was created. Of course. Uh, so. Of course. Well, the disclaimer is I'm not the curator of that exhibit. That's a, that's a position well above my pay grade. <laughs> However... Um, I can speak to the reason we have decided to host this exhibit, the context for it, and um, the approach we're trying to take with it. The museum's mission is to share stories, and the goal is to help people, all people, visitors, audiences, see the world around them differently, to gain new perspectives that they can carry with them as they go about their their lives. Mm -hmm. Moab in 1940 was had a population of about 1,200 people. 
Um, we were still a primarily agricultural and ranching community, mm-hmm. some small commercial enterprises. And then we found the, um, the world coming to Moab. The world coming to Moab as the beginnings of World War I prompted our federal government, President uh, Roosevelt, to um, sign an executive order that required the assembly and relocation of Japanese Americans, primarily on the West Coast, mm-hmm. um, f- away from the coast, because there were concerns for national security that these um, these people might be um, subverting the process, mm-hmm. rabble rousing or revolting, and so the War Relocation Act created this process which we've used we used to call internment right right but um using the legal definition of what happened the proper term is incarceration 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 because this was a legal act instituted by the government and it was essentially organizing Japanese Americans into small camps in I shouldn't say small camps camps in small and relatively remote communities throughout the American West in Utah Topaz mm-hmm. just outside of Delta, Delta is was one of those incarceration camps right Moab has a small part in that web of stories because the what we call the Moab prison camp is actually an isolation center for supposed troublemakers Mm -hmm. who came from the larger camps. Those camps were large enough for the people in those camps to make the best effort to continue community Mm -hmm. and active living. Um, They, some of the camps had baseball teams, they had public gardens and the like. And one of the things that, we see is that many of the many of the folks there found artistic expressions for their experiences. For those Japanese Americans who had been born in Japan and immigrated to this country, the American West is very diff- looks very different, very desolate from most of the country that they, they, in which they were born. Mm-hmm. Because they only were able to take with them clothes. Well, they were given like a couple of days notice. In many cases. In many cases. It, in many cases, a couple of days notice was a lengthy warning. Right. In some cases, it was much shorter than that. And again, so these some of these folks... Uh, business owners, it could be a butcher, it could be an architect. They were basically told on Monday, you're leaving Wednesday. And they had, and they had to sell their business for pennies on the dollar. Um, it was, and, and it was just, I can't imagine that. And today is the 60th anniversary of that proclamation. It is. It is. Yeah, so... Um, you know, I've even heard uh, a, a Japanese woman 
referring to them not as incarceration camps, but concentration camps. It's, it's interesting. And one of the things we address in this exhibit is the fact that language matters mm-hmm. and those words matter. Mm-hmm. We tend to use and think of concentration camps relative to the Nazi effort to uh, round up members of the Jewish community. Yes. With, mm-hmm. the, with the goal of extermination. Mm-hmm. And some people would say that there are concentration camps around the world today. Mm-hmm. The challenge that we tried to address was the fact that the as immoral, perhaps, as the relocation was, mm-hmm. as legal as the relocation process and the incarceration camps were, mm-hmm. people were completely uprooted from everything they had known. Mm-hmm. As you said, many of them had to sell their businesses. Many of them just had to walk away. Mm. And so that was a tremendous disruption in it for people from a culture that is a, a very serene, thoughtful, reflective, and artistic culture. Mm-hmm. So the artwork that we exhibit in this, and especially the work of uh, Obata-san, mm-hmm. Chiura mm-hmm. Obata, mm-hmm. reflects that very almost ethereal view of this place that is, for all intents and purposes, barren. Mm-hmm. The beauty is stark mm-hmm. compared to the pastoral regions of Japan. And so it's it's interesting that this one person whose work we exhibit, um, thanks to a, a loan from the Utah Museum of Contemporary Art, we're able to help people see that members of the members of the incarcerated community mm-hmm. could still find and see beauty. Sometimes the art is simply a depiction of what was happening in the camp, mm-hmm. of storytelling mm-hmm. or games. Sometimes it's more about the landscape, which in some ways speaks more to the human part of that experience. As you said, the complete and total disruption of a life, uh, lives, because many, uh, many folks were, were families, many mm-hmm. families were relocated en masse. Right. I, I want to follow. I want to talk about the art you were you were just starting to uh, mention Obata, and I think it's it's really interesting how Obata and others took the initiative, saying, "Hey, we don't want to be where we are," but they used the time to. Um, start schools um, and art programs and music programs. Now, there were some people who were not very happy with him at all and others who were doing that because they, they just they thought that they were giving in to the authorities. Mm-hmm. But I, I think many of the uh, folks in the camp, the Japanese uh, uh, people who were there, said, hey, look, if we're going to be here for a couple of years, w- w- let's do something to help enrich our own lives. And I, that's what they did. And 
some of the books, I, I laid out for you a number of books on the subject because I've been uh, looking into this for a couple of years now to do a show on this. So I'm so happy that the museum has picked up on this. And I, I want to explore that more with your staff over the next coming months as we get deeper into your uh, exhibition. I know that um, Obata's granddaughter is going to be, I believe, in Delta and talking about uh, her grandfather and the art that he that he did. And there are many, many others. His wife led, uh, I think she did a program on ceramics. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I forget exactly. But um, what other art-related um, components of the exhibition can we look forward to? Well, you mentioned Kimmy Hill, who mm-hmm. is um, Mr. Obata's granddaughter. She mm-hmm. will be in, in Moab and at the Museum for Public Remarks on March 28th. Mm. We're really excited to have her come and be able to meet with meet with our community, tell the stories of her grandfather and more about his life as mm-hmm. a as a university professor of art, um, as a founder of the East West Arts Society in the San Francisco Bay Area and somebody who is really striving to make connections across cultures. That's one of the thi- one mm-hmm. of the most prominent of the art uh, elements of this uh, story. Another one later on in the in the later in the spring, um, in May, we will have a sur- survivor of the Heart Mountain, Wyoming camp, ninety-two-year-old mm. man who has been traveling the country in his post-retirement years, talking about the experiences of as a child being being mm. um, incarcerated mm. and now spending his time helping people understand the legacy mm-hmm. the dis- the challenges that the descendants of the incarcerees had mm. going back to a home that they they thought they knew and may not be able to stay finding new places for them to um, locate and start their lives anew. It's interesting that when the first Euro Americans started to explore the West, they they brought with them artists. Most prominent names are Bierstadt and mm-hmm. Moran. Mm-hmm. They were all European artists. So it's interesting to have somebody who is Eastern, truly Eastern, be able to to see their interpretation of the landscape mm, mm. and the experiences here. Yeah, yeah. Um, for someone who who enjoys art as an appreciator, but is not an artist or certainly mm. not an art critic, just the simple contrast between the works of those folks and and Mr. Obate mm, and others mm. like him, I think. It's wonderful for us to be able to see. In, mm-hmm. in the museum, we talk about compare and contrast, compare mm-hmm. and contrast. Mm-hmm. And so um, yeah, that's yeah. a great, great thing. I, w- I will, when I'm at the exhibit, I will, I will pay attention to that. That's a really interesting mm-hmm. point you brought up. Yeah. Well, uh, Forrest, I want to thank you so much for coming 
uh, over to the studio today. I love your hat, by the way. Um, wonderful um, you know, uh, to see Art Talks hats are out there. <laughs> so um, tell me, if, if folks want more information on the exhibit and the museum and membership or any of that, how do they, how do they go about that? There are several ways. The easiest is go to our website, which is very cleverly moemmuseum.org. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We just we just wanted to make sure that we could remember <laughs> what it is. Right. They could also come into the museum. We're open Tuesdays through Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, on our website, we do have the um, the very special programming that we have that accompanies this exhibit, and okay. they will see that Kimmy Hill and mm-hmm. others that come throughout the spring. Okay. Great. Well, Forrest, again, thanks so much for uh, being on Art Talks today. You're welcome. I hope your listeners found it interesting. Thank you. Have a good day, Forrest. Will do. Uh, You're listening to KZMU in Moab, Utah, and you can find us on the web at kzmu.org and on the FM dial at 90.1 and 106.7 and just fairly recently, 90.7 in San Juan County. Well, next up is an interview that I had with a Russian architect, Vladimir uh, Tatlin. And how I got that interview was almost unbelievable. When I was at the Moab Museum last week for the opening of the uh, current exhibit we were just talking about, I was snooping around in one of the back areas um, I didn't tell Forrest this. And I found this little box, and it kind of resembled an old brownie camera or something. And it had these gauges and, some, and, and dials or whatever. I started pushing the buttons, and one of the, it's a little screen lit up. And it, it's something, light started to come out of it, and, and this, like, ephemeral spe- spirit appeared. Well, let me let me play this interview for you, and you can see what what happened. Or, well, on the radio, you can hear what happened. Well, I have I, I as I said, I'm, I'm I'm outside now. I have this the, this box that I found in the back of of the museum, and I'm a, I, I'm going to turn it on, and 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 it is marked. <sighs> I'm just trying to Vladimir Vladimir Tatlin. And here's switch. Oh my God! There it is. It, it's working. It's it's like a hologram. It's a, a, a hologram. It's an image. It's it is working. It's working. Oh, this is unbelievable. Uh, Vladimir Tatlin, the artist. Um, gosh, I I love having artists come here to Moab. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me set this on on the seat in the car. Oh, this is great. Vladimir, you're a painter, you're an author, you're a stage designer, um, you're a a communist, I mean, a communist. Uh, Welcome to Moab. Uh, Thank you, Conrad. Uh, Thank you for releasing me from my uh, tiny uh, technological prison. Uh, Although I am a hologram, it can get quite cramped in there. But yes, uh, I am a... I, you may think of me something as a uh, Soviet da Vinci. I'm thinking of you like Princess Leia. I mean, look at you. You're like in this, you're just like this image. It's, can I touch you? Hold on. 
don't don't no, do that. It, it went like right through. Although I am a hologram, it feels very strange when you put your hand inside my chest. Yeah, does it upset the atoms or something in there? Uh, you're touching my internet connectivity. Oh, uh, ooh, I don't want to touch. I don't want to touch anything other. Anyway, anyway, holy smokes! I, I, you know, I was reading about you and wonder. And, and tell me, I have so much to ask you. You know Lenin, right? Oh, uh, you mean the. Uh, my uh, my co Vladimir, yeah yeah yeah. Vladimir, 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 Vladimir. I don't even I don't even know why it's like it's like Jones or something, right? Occasionally you will find a Russian who is not named Vladimir, but it is uncommon. Yeah, wow. Anyway, jeez. Um, so tell me, I, you're an architect. Look, hold on. Oh, let me pull up. Look, look at this building on Main Street. It says the Uranium Building. Is uh, uranium uh, fissile material storehouse, no doubt. Otherwise, why would it be called such a functional name? This is how I think of architecture. I mean, you know, uh, it is a design process that, uh, that serves a purpose, and uh, why should we not experiment with it? So clearly, the uranium building, uh, with its clean lines, you know, must represent the, uh, the clean energy fuel of the future. You no doubt have a reactor in town, no? Uh, well, we, we don't have a reactor, but we have a big pile of crap out there that they've been, they've been working on this. We, we call it the umptracite. Um, it's all these, oh, it's uranium byproducts and, you know, from the atomic bomb. Oh, Do you uranium, know about the atomic bomb? uranium has no byproduct. I can assure you of this. Uh, we, we, we studied this uh, extensively in, in, in Moscow. Oh, really? Huh. Um, well, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I, I'm just shocked. Tell me, tell me, let's get back to the beginning. Um, you, you're well known for uh, a constructivist attitude towards architecture, right? Indeed. What, what, what does that mean? You just like a cheapskate, or you know, well, I, I, I mean, you didn't use oils. As Archimedes said, uh, or. Uh, or yeah, well, you, the the uh, the Greek philosopher said, uh, you know, give me a place to stand, and a long enough lever, and I will move the world. However, Archimedes, you know, pre-space flight, there is no place to stand, and so we artists and architects and really everyone, we must exist inside the uh, the the cultural context which has created us, and so. Why would I try and maintain critical distance from my subject? Why would I not just, you know, get two elbows deep in uh, in the architectural profession and experiment with it? Hey, let this me is my belief that uh, it is worth, you know, working with the uh, the the, the t techniques and materials of the pedestrian uh, proletariat. Well, wasn't that well the whole revolution? You were you were part of that at the time, the Bolsheviks, right? Uh, yes, I mean, you know, I never learned to ride a horse. What was that about? Right. Potatoes or something? We, we see a better future for the world, you know, one where we all work together and uh, share in our common resources. Well, we're almost there, aren't we, now in Russia? Well, it's... it's well. You tell me, I've been stuck inside this plastic box, which looks like, uh, I'm told, a vape. What, what vape that's holding us? But, but, but anyway, so the... Tell me more about this movement. You rejected almost everything about art. But look, look at look at the art that we have here 
in Moab. What do you what do you think about that? Look at look at some of those totem poles or, or whatever. Yes, uh, I see. Uh, you know, I, I I can only imagine that the the common material here must be uh, uh, rock, stone, stucco, uh, vinyl siding, asphalt. You know, these are the important materials of. Uh, of Moab, Utah, and you know, uh, it appears to me that uh, a figure of great importance is a tiny stick man playing a flute. He appears to be uh, a man of of, uh, of great uh, leadership and importance. And uh, yes, I, yes, yes, yeah, the flute man we call no, he, that's not what we call him. What do we call him? Uh, Coco Yacopelli or somebody. We, perhaps you can introduce me to this man. He appears to be someone I could learn much from. Hey, I want to ask you a question. Um, y- your paintings, they're, they're absolutely gorgeous. I, I know, I, I'm sorry, um, y- the, you reject or did at some point people looking at your paintings and um, you were reducing them to lines and, and just shapes, like putting a box on a painting and, or on a... Yes, yes. And, you know, you have these voluptuous figures, and I was just wondering, what were you trying to promote? Was it that communism is best? Well, primarily I'm attempting to elicit a purely emotional response uh, to a formal construction. You know, it uh, transcends representation. However, uh, as you drive me around in this uh, automat uh, vehicle... I see uh, abstract representations of uh, of landscape form all around me. But these, see these that McDonald's? See the, see the McDonald's? You got one of those? What What is this? Oh, is this, uh, is this a uh, see those government? Uh, see those arches there? Some people think that Roy Kroc, that when he came up with the idea for those arches, it was delicate arch, and he just put two of them together. The beauty of these two arches and yeah. the arches, you know, it, it, I can only imagine the, the formal uh, austerity and beauty represented in these two yellow arches. This must be a government building, of course. You had said, or, or one of your beliefs, oh, 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 I had to stop there. Um, the light turned red. Well, street lights. You know about street lights, right? Yes, is a way to stay organized as a culture of uh, automotively transporting people. It's a very good idea. We invented it in uh, the Bolshevik Revolution. Yeah, I guess with Russians, it's good. Like red, you stop. Green, you go. You know, green, you paint. Red, you stop. You know, it's that whole thing. But anyway, you said something. You want to bend art to modern purposes into tasks suited to Russia's communist revolution. Indeed. Is is that what art should do? Uh, Why is art any different than any other technical profession? You know, we are uh, people engaging with a material, engaging with a skill set, and we... Uh, we have, you know, of course, we have motivations and desires inside of ourselves, and we must uh, use the available material and techniques to achieve. I'm, I'm probably going to lose you here in a minute. The battery in this little pack, um, it, it, I, I don't even know how it's working, but... Oh, geez, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, some kind of battery. I don't know. I'm going to have to get that. But any, any, Anyway, um, I wanted to ask you, though, you had... Cre- you designed a tower, something, yes, indeed. and this is p- 
probably one of the things you were best known for. Hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah, you're still there. I can still see you. Before you fade, what what was that tower? It was the monument for the Third Communist uh, International, and we, uh, you know, it. I wanted to eclipse the Eiffel Tower. It was a giant steel uh, helical construction, and uh, my intention was for it to be an office building. You know, it, uh, it will house the uh, various piece of, pieces of the, uh, the communist apparatus in variously rotating glass constructions. You know, a cylinder in the middle, a cube on the bottom, half of a sphere on the top, to, to house different, uh, different pieces of our government. And, and I could only imagine that any government really would be, of course, if people complain about transparency, uh, the beneficiary of, of doing their work in a transparent building. You know, I, I, I've, I've saw a picture of, of, of that, that, that tower that you were talking about, and you, I could see that in either one of our major cities. I, I don't think it would fit here in Moab. Um, oh, why not? Well, we have, we have a lot of spires, like, like you're showing. It, might, it, it could probably work in, in Salt Lake. It might fit in there better than down here. I don't know. Uh, I've been told there is a wonderful spot on the floodplain by the mouth of Cane Creek that we could build a giant monumental building. Oh, that's a whole... You know, I'd love to get your thoughts on Cane Creek. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Come back. Come back. I, I think you're fading. You're fading. This, this, the battery... Oh, comrade! Come. Tate! Tater! He, he's gone. Well, the battery ran out. Oh. I, I, I have to think about this. And... Just like that, my interview with Vladimir Tatlin ended. And, you know, I was trying to figure out this little box. I, I still I still have enough. There's no way to open it or anything. But um, I'm going to play with it some more, and we'll see what it, what it produces in the future. All right. Next up, I have an interview I did uh, last week with staff from um, Moab Arts and Rec. Uh, department about the 2024 RAP tax application for funds that are going to be available to local community groups, individual artists, musicians, um, recreation groups, bicycling clubs, those kinds of activities. And this is our second year, so there's going to be about $90,000 or something available through this program. And um, I, I have the folks here who are going to talk about that and some of the other things they're going to be working on. So let me cue that up so we can listen to uh, Brianna Boker and Kelly McInerney from The Mark. So let's, let's go to that. My next guests are Kelly McInerney and Brianna Boker, who are here today on Art Talks to tell us everything that's going on at Moab Arts. Welcome, Brianna, and welcome, Kelly. Thank you. Uh, thanks so much for um, letting me interview you here today. Um, I have. I just wanted to welcome you, Brianna. This you're pretty new here in Moab. I am. Um, yeah. What is your, What is your <laughs> title now? My title formally is the Parks, Rec, and Trails Director, Parks, Recreation, and Trails. Okay. And where did you come from? 
So um, my last position was in Astoria, Oregon, as their associate director of Parks and Recreation. Oh, okay. And then prior Beautiful to... area. <laughs> it is. I feel incredibly blessed. A little different incredibly than blessed. Moab. Very different. I got tired of the rain, so I moved to the desert. That's, wow. Yeah. Good for you. That was that. But yeah, before that was Florida. I worked for Florida State Parks and YMCAs and... Oh, okay. Well, interesting. Uh, Well, thank you so much for uh, coming here today. Uh, I wanted to talk to you folks about the um, the new rap tax that we have, Um, and I I am on the committee, as you know. uh, But I wanted to talk to you about this year's application. Uh, So. When does it start and how do people uh, find out more about it? Sure. So the best way to find out the information is really to visit the city's website. <clears throat> Tell me, what, what? so people who are not familiar, what is the RAP tax? The RAP tax is a recre- recreation, arts, and parks tax. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> and and, and it can be used for a variety of programs. I know last year we spent almost $100,000 on programs. Um, and But t- tell me, are there any big changes from last year? So similar to last year, you can use the funding for programs and projects related to recreation, arts, parks. We saw a lot of great programs last year that were applied for and funded. Um, so that's going to stay the same. Okay. Um, and then a, a lot of those basics are staying the same as well. The projects need to be in the city limits, um, and they have to be either facilitated by or partnered with a nonprofit organization. And those are two key things that you just said about the project or program has to be in Moab. That's correct. It can serve people in Grand County, but it has to be based in Moab. <clears throat> that's correct. Right. And, and that's a key because I, I think last year we had some issues with that. Oh, interesting. Uh, and and then the other key thing is the partnering. So tell me tell me about that. They have to go with an organization that will allow them to do the project under their aegis, right? Yeah, under their umbrella. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the 501 they have to have a 501c3, right? That, that's correct. Okay. And that and that's all? They can just... That's just part of that application. They just put on there who 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 is your sponsoring organization, right? They, they'll likely want to work with that organization to okay. fill out the application because there's okay. elements of the application that require um, information from that 501c3. Okay. And um, again, anybody... Like an individual artist can apply, right? If they have a project they're, they're working on. So they'd, they'd have to be partnered with a 501c3. Right, right, right. But I mean, like if, if they wanted to create a sculpture for something and they needed some, some assistance to, to get this, the equipment, the supplies to build that. To make that. Right, and a, a great alternative too for an individual artist is our public art program we do through the city. Oh, tell so me. we do yeah. an application for that as well. Um, it, those projects are underway right now, but the applications for that open in the fall, and okay. that one is so an artist doesn't have to be partnered with a five hundred one c three, and our staff helps facilitate those projects. 
And oh, okay. And what are those the ones that do the murals in town? Oh, some of them are murals. This year we also have a, a really neat portrait series that's going to be taking place. Um, it's going to be of Moab locals. That's participatory, and people are encouraged to sign up for that. There's information regarding that project on our website coming out soon. Oh. Um, but it's yeah, it's not limited to just murals. It can also be performances. Um, and other types of art projects. Oh, okay. Um, and so this year, uh, the application is on the website, right? For the wrap taxes. For the wrap taxes. And, and what is that again? <clears throat> what, what's your website? Where, where do they go to get that? www.moabcity.org. Okay. And then um, on the for residents piece, there is under that tab, there's a specific recreation arts and parks grant application link directly from there. Okay. And I, I looked at the at the draft application that we're still working on. Sure. But um, it looks very straightforward, at least w what I've seen so far. So hopefully people won't have uh, a lot of problems filling that out. Yeah, absolutely. And we, I would say we worked to simplify since last year was the first year of right. the RAP tax grants being awarded. We really worked to even simplify that a little bit more mm -hmm. from last year to this year. The, the budget application is a lot simpler in its form. And then, yeah. you know, we asked um, a little bit more clarifying information of how these projects really relate to recreation, arts, and parks in our community, which is a piece of that grading rubric. Mm -hmm. um, so we've updated it a little bit year over year which we'll continue to do as we you know work through this program and improve it in years moving forward but it is fairly simple it's fairly straightforward um, so hopefully when this um, radio show comes out people will still have some time to get their applications in if, the, if they hadn't heard about it applications are due March 1st yeah we, we will th this segment will be aired on Monday February 19th so people will have time perfect to, yeah that's really exciting yeah you know and and I just wanted to say that I think Kelly last year um, and and Melissa and and Annie who was the director at that time I think I think the city did a really good job in its first year with the application. You know? Well, and, and the committee did too. You know, and, it was a committee's first year as well. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, yes. And, and I, when I said you, I, I meant the whole the committee, the city. Um, but, and it was, a, it was a, a challenge because we had requests for, I think it was around $250,000 or something. And we only had like ninety two thousand that we could Correct. allocate. So, um, in a way, that's a good thing because we know that there are people interested in it. And I'm hoping that this year we get the same kind of turnout. And um, I would like to see in future years, perhaps, the city adjusts that amount that is set aside for the rap tax portion rap tax portion that the committee reviews um it, it was ninety thousand or so last year it's around that again this year which is absolutely terrific but perhaps in future years if there's a bigger project that somebody is thinking of uh the town could say hey this year we're going to put two hundred thousand to the rap tax for a a special project but that's just me uh, <laughs> you know wishing uh, that we can do more but uh, anyway we always want to do more. yeah so um, 
the rap tax, that's one issue, but you folks have so much going on right now in town. So, Kelly, tell me about some of the programs. Yeah, we've been running our classes so far this winter, and those are turning out really well. Um, be on the lookout. We will be launching classes for April and May um, coming up soon here. And we found that they're selling out quickly, so sign what, up for those when the registration opens. And which ones are those? So we have new classes will be coming out. We're just finishing oh, oh, oh. up around. Um, okay. Okay. Now. Do you know what kinds of programs you're offering yet? Right, we have a mix. We're doing some jewelry classes, some dyeing classes, some painting classes, um, and then we're we're always searching for instructors. If if you're interested in teaching and you've got a subject that's a little bit outside of the box, there we'd like to hear about it. Oh, so um, let let me pursue that point. So if there's a local um, artist or yoga instructor who wants to do something. They, they yeah, so fight. people can reach out to us. Um, we ask okay. them to give us kind of an idea of the class that they'd like to teach, um, and then we work through the process with them from there. Oh, okay. Um, let's and see. And we do have scholarships available, so this is something to note. Um, if the class is a little bit out of your, your budget range, please um, come to us. We're here to help. We have a scholarship application, and we're happy to walk you through that process. Oh, okay. Hey, you know, I was just walking around. Um, you still have the space that you rent here too, that artists or artist studio spaces. Yeah. 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 So the upstairs of our building is is kind of larger community spaces, but in the downstairs we have a co-working space as well as artist studio spaces. Um, and these we have shared spaces and a private studio. So if you need a spot, yeah, you've got those too. Well, good, good. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, I would say too, there are lots yeah. of other rental spaces throughout our department as a whole that some people may or may not be aware of. And especially if you're an artist, you know, looking to either host a class, you've got a couple different ways to do it. You could, you know, get hired on as a Moab Recreation Arts and Parks employee, or you can rent the space and kind of contract that out on your own. But we also rent out the Center Street Gym and the multi-purpose room at the Moab Rec and Aquatic Center. So we've got lots of options mm. there. Do you rent um, audiovisual equipment? I, I'm just thinking. At this point in time, we don't have mm. audio and visual equipment. Okay. We rent out things like um, tables, chairs, easels. R right now, I was just thinking people were interested in film making mm -hmm. as one of the classes you know because we've we've had that very successful program that uh the moab to monument valley film remember bega metzner yep. had had a program and that that seemed to attract a number of people so i was just wondering um, if that's something down the road that um, moab might be looking at you know av equipment that people could rent to do short films <laughs> I think it, there's a, a larger goal to have a, a set of equipment that's not just limited to film, but you know all kinds of resources where it takes it takes a lot to acquire them, and we'd like to have a, a large range so that people could come in and use things like that. Um, mm -hmm. It's something that's it's on our minds, but it, we don't have it set up at this point. All we need is a, some additional resources, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like Kelly said, we we have been really discussing um, what avenues, you know, the audience for our community in particular, and 
what types of arts, film, you know, related equipment would be useful to the large, larger population, larger community here in Moab. So we're trying to figure out what that looks Good. like before we purchase anything. Yeah. So if anyone has any ideas, they're always more than welcome to reach out to us here at the uh, Moab Arts Center. Well, well, that's good to hear. And I'm sure that we we will have people who will give you some advice. Perfect. So. <laughs> I love that about our community. Well, anything else you want to add before uh, oh, I got we more. sign off? You got, got more. more. <laughs> oh, give me some. Right. Um, our first art walk of the season kicks off Friday, March 1st. Friday, March 1st. Okay. 5 to 8 p.m. And we have seven locations this year. We're really excited to have new locations joining us as well as some of our um, some of our classics that have been doing it for years. So come and check it out Friday, March 1st. Oh, the... good, because I, I think it's right. I think the last few years it had kind of... Yeah, we've seen it. We've seen it flux a it, little it, bit. It fluctuates. And no, I think this will be fun. So yeah. good, good. I'm Kelly, where can they it. find the map information for that? We have maps on our website, but then we also have postcards and flyers that you'll be able to find around town that have the map with all those participating locations. So if you, we have Moab Arts participating. We've got the Grand County Library this year, the Moab Museum, Moab Bag Co., Gallery Moab, Summit Sotheby's, oh, and good. Moonflower Market. This isn't like a bar crawl, is it? You don't like... I mean, I think that's up to the person that's oh, okay. <laughs> that's walking. I, I was just wondering, you know. So, art crawl. Maybe, there you go. I think that's a whole new idea, right? <laughs> anyway, what else? That's good. What else you got? Yeah. So we're also really excited. This March, we're hosting our first local artists for our residency program. So the past couple of years, we've been hosting just visiting artists, but this year we're doing a combo of both. So in March, we'll have local artists Jess Howe and Pete Apicella, um, otherwise known as PMO, uh -huh. coming in. And so they will each be hosting a free workshop um, that'll be later in the month. Those are going to be March 22nd and March 23rd, where they have kind of some demos as well as some participatory elements in those. So we really encourage you to check out our website and um, sign up to to come to those workshops. Oh, good, and I'm, and I'm, uh, I'm glad that uh, you're going to be utilizing some local artists right now. Yeah. Good, good. It's, it's a great Kimo opportunity and, and, and partnership. And Jess, yeah, good. Okay. And then we've kind of, we've got some of our familiar favorites coming back as well. Um, information won't be out until closer to March and April, but the arts and ag markets will be back again this year at Swanee Park. And then our summer camp program that's hosted in June. I just want to say the ag uh, markets last year, they were wonderful. Oh, thank you. Um, you don't know, Brianna. But I don't. I haven't seen them yet, but I've heard all the great things yeah, about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, they came up with the idea to partner the arts and ag um, with music mm -hmm. down at, at Swanee Park. And I think it worked out well. Yeah, so this year, the, unfortunately, our dates didn't align this year to, to sync up with the concert series, but we are still going to have some, some live music. We'll have activities. They're family-friendly. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a fun time. Come out to the park. Good, good. How, how many vendors did you say we had last year, Kelly? It was somewhere in the range of 60, wasn't yeah, it? 60 or 65? 15, 60. Yeah, there was a good array last mm -hmm. year. Um, yeah, we're we really had farmer, for we had, vendors. We had products, uh, produce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Yep, I'm, yes. I'm hoping. Come shop local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we always do. We always <laughs> buy the flowers. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, anything else going on? I think that's it for now. Oh, I wanted to, to, to say uh, thank you because it was, uh, b before you even got here, we, Brianna, the uh, Kelly and her staff and Pat Trim had agreed to help put on this year's Sci-Fi Fest. And it's, it was absolutely wonderful. The staff did a, a terrific job. And uh, I think everyone who came, we do a survey and people loved it. And I just wanted to thank you for another great uh, uh, festival that we had. So Yeah, great turnouts. Those are fun events. Yeah. So I heard about that pretty early on, too, and I know a lot of people were looking forward to it, so I'm glad it was really successful. And these guys are awesome. They step yep. up for yep. all of these different events, yep. and it's always a good time. So if people want more info on everything we talked about, you can go to your website, www.moe.com moebcity.org and then um, also if they want to call there's a phone number but some what 435 259 6272 6272 man well, Richard you had it you got it well there you go I want to <laughs> thank you for coming over today um, and allowing me to, to find out what's going on with Moab Arts so thank you Kelly and thank you Brianna thank you for having us that's great you can hear Art Talks on the airwaves at KZMU every third Monday of the month at 4 p.m.